0: Hi, and welcome to another edition of Write with Influence, where I share my persuasive writing and messaging techniques for making more sales in your business. Well, it's an industrious time here. We're having some wonderful summer weather, and I have a number of writing and content projects that are keeping me well out of mischief, which is good. One thing I'm preparing for right now is the Neo Summit, N-I-O and that is the Nonprofit Innovation and Optimization Summit. It's a conference for nonprofit marketers and fundraisers who are looking to grow their online online fundraising. And what they do is at this conference every year is they bring together experts in marketing and fundraising innovation from all around the world put them under one roof, and then they teach their audience how to achieve real and tangible online fundraising growth. Uh, I'll be speaking this year. It's in Denver, and I'm fortunate enough that this is my fourth year at the conference. Um... Definitely one of my favourite, if not my favourite conference, I'd probably say, alongside the call to action conference in Vancouver. Um, Both are run by a fantastic team of people who just go above and beyond for both speakers and attendees. I'll link to them in the show notes. Um, If you can get to either of them, if they're relevant to you, do try and, and make it. So at the moment, I'm thinking about my talk and crafting something for the upcoming event. And I thought for today's podcast, I'd actually share a persuasive narrative that I talked about and included in last year's talk. So this narrative is all about how do you persuade someone to stay with you? In a commercial sense, let's say you have a customer who's been with you for a while. Maybe it's coming up to contract renewal time. What can you say to them to make them stay, and to renew their contract and continue to pay you what you're worth? Well, to illustrate this narrative, I want you to think of a time where perhaps you've experienced a breakup. Now that I've said that, I've just got David soul's Don't Give Up On Us Baby going round and round in a loop in my head. The reason that I want you to think about this is that I've said in a previous episode, I think it was episode two or three, um, when talking to your younger self, that we are naturally we are more persuasive than we often think. We sometimes approach copywriting thinking that we have to fundamentally change the way that we think, we have to master this black art of persuasive tactics and we forget sometimes that we have a natural level of persuasion in us. And it turns out as well that there is some new, or there is a new scientific study that shows if you want to get someone to stay with you, it is a little bit like pleading for someone not to break up with you. Let me explain. I want you to imagine your first love. Maybe you're in primary school, maybe you're in secondary school or high school, but you know the one, the one where... You're young and you think it's going to last forever because you have the same favorite color and you've got the same star signs and you really like the way that they've cut their hair. You know, that big important love of your life. You can't imagine being without them and you spend hours agonizing, wondering what they're thinking and deciding when you do talk, who is going to hang up first on the telephone. But then something bad happens. They become a little bit distant until one day they utter those fateful words of, I think we should break up. Or over here, if you're young, it just goes, you're dumped. And if we were that other person and we were pleading for this to not happen, here's a typical narrative that we might try and use. So as an example, let's work through our breakup scenario. First of all, Well, you can imagine the shock and you might say to your beloved, you know, how could you give up on what we've built these past three weeks? Remember after gym class where we had a free period and we did nothing but looked into each other's eyes and stared at our trainers? I mean, do you really want to walk away from all that? And then you might remind them what they saw in you in the first place. And explain to them, you know, you, you said you were so happy when we first got together. You said that you didn't know anyone else who knew all the words to every Game of Thrones episode. I mean, Don't you remember how special you said that that was? And if you're not getting a response, this is where we might start to get a little bit annoyed if our persuasive tactics aren't being accepted. And how many times have we heard this phrase being uttered during a breakup? You'll never find anyone else like me. And I hate to say it, but if they're breaking up with you, it's probably because they don't want anyone else like you. But that's beside the point. What we're really saying when we utter this line or lines like that is that, look, there will be a risk of regret if you walk away. And finally, the last plea that we make is things will be different. I can change. Things are going to improve. Things are going to get better. Which is very similar. You've probably heard that if you ever try and leave your utility company for gas or electric, suddenly then they become very charming and throw in all the discounts. Up to then, they'll just happily take your money. Now, as I said, this is a very simple example the breakup example. Um, and it might sound a little bit simplistic or even a little bit dramatic. I'm not actually going to say those thing, these kind of things to my customer. It does actually closely reflect the persuasive principles revealed, as I mentioned, in a new scientific study about how people decide whether to stay with someone or not. But the someone in this study isn't to do with a breakup. It's not to do with a romantic relationship. It's actually a study about how people make decisions when considering the renewal of a contract and this is it's done for a commercial interest in the basis of the study and i'll link two details about the study but when i talked about it at last year's neo summit uh, i looked at it as from the perspective of how you could use this narrative if you wanted to get people to donate to your organization again if they've donated once how could you perhaps play this out in your copy To get them to donate again. So, let me tell you a little bit about the study. Uh, Dr. Zachary Tamala is a social psychologist from Stanford, and he teamed up with Corporate Visions to run this study and see what messaging was best for encouraging someone to stay with a company that they had once signed up for. And the study is really interesting, and if you're interested in sales messaging, I encourage you to read more about it. But for the purpose of this podcast, I'm going to boil it down to the main points to give you some ideas that you can try in your copy. So a successful message needs two main things, really. First is to document the specific results of your partnership and share those first, before then trying to get someone to choose you again, which is pretty much like the, in our breakup example, it's, you know, do you want to walk away from all these things that we have built together? But the next thing that you need to do is to provide more details about the recent advances or new developments in your solution. So in the nonprofit environment, this could be recent advances of what an organization is doing to help the cause and to prove that progress is being made. So the way that Zachary Tamal and Corporate Visions break down the narrative is it basically works like this. Um, First of all, document the results that you have had together, so the good times that you've had by working in partnership together next is to remind them what a good choice it was that they made in the first place you know that choice didn't come lightly they decided to um, invest in your company invest in your service or donate to your cause and then you need to show why it's still important for them to continue the relationship if they walk away What is the cost of that or what is the risk of that to them? What might they miss out on? Um, If they pull the support from your organization, what projects or what initiatives might not be possible if you no longer have their support? Show them that they're still important and that walking away isn't without consequence, obviously without scaremongering. And then finally, explain those new developments, explain progress and advancements that you've made. So how might this play out in a fundraising example? Well, I wrote a very simple narrative, um, more for prompts, really, that people could use. But basically, you could begin with by saying, you know, when you initially supported us, your donation had a significant impact. You helped us, and then list some of the achievements that you were able to do, what you were able to provide, the initiatives you were were able to run, and maybe even explain how many people you were able to help in that, period of time then you can move on and reinforce why they made that decision in the first place so you could say look i know that this particular goal is really important to you i know what you wanted to achieve you wanted to see homeless people and vulnerable people better protected with more security with more food with access to better support and because you supported us you helped achieve exactly that and then move on to why they are so critical and include the ask. So you might say, you are really critical to this cause and I want you to consider supporting the new initiatives that we have that we can provide with your help. Now, without you, we will continue to work, to do all the things that we're able to do, but it is much easier to prevent this problem from getting bigger with you standing alongside of us. In fact, since you first donated, there are some new things that you might not know that we've been involved in, where we've been working hard to achieve this particular goal. In fact, since, I don't know, say last year, we have dug five more wells, or we have built five new schools, whatever it may be, but show some specific results to show that you are advancing, you are making progress. And then again, introduce the ask, you know, will you help us increase whatever it is that we want to get to, achieve whatever it is that we want to get to, and then perhaps give them a time frame to give them some urgency. So obviously I'm dipping in and out there with sort of the structure and then where you could swap in your specifics, but that doesn't sound like a pleading breakup story, and yet it uses a lot of the similar um, psychological persuasive techniques that we see in both and that has been proven to encourage people to really consider renewing that contract. So just to recap, first of all, you need to document results. Show them the good times that you've had together. Next, remind them why that initial choice to support you, to be with you, was the right choice. And then explain to them why this choice is still important because there is a risk if they walk away And finally, explain those new developments. Show them that there is progress and advancements being made. Another one short and sweet from me. Thanks again for listening. Uh, Do check out um, the links for the Neo Summit, for the Call to Action Conference, which I mentioned, and also the study as well by Corporate Visions and Dr. Zachary Tamala that I'll link to. I will be back shortly. Don't forget to send in any copy questions that you might have, and you can find more about me and the lessons I teach at writewithinfluence.com. Till next time, keep believing. Don't give up on us, baby. Just a little bit of a David Soul moment for anyone that stayed to the very end. Bye.